Today's episode is sponsored by the school security fraternity, the Alpha Elite. All members and pledges are taught to enforce the school rules, mostly by using physical force, all while wearing blue jeans and a tight black shirt. Talk to Ned Randall to join today. We're also sponsored by Miyagi Zen Bowling. Learn to master the art of the strike by Sensei Miyagi and his team of Buddhist monks. Use promo code ANGEL to get 30% off your first lesson. Now let's fire up those time circuits. Set it to 1994, because today we're traveling back in time to revisit the next Karate Kid. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Everybody, so this episode is no time wasted. The moment we get Michael Cavallari on Zoom, we hit record and we just go right into it. So there's really no introduction. It does come later on, but our show just right away starts. So we hope you guys enjoy this amazing interview with Michael Cavallari. He talks a lot about the next Karate Kids. So we get a little bit of insight and his film that he wrote and directed. And that's right, his film it's called Dretonato that he will be talking about, and we're very interested in seeing what this film is all about so hope you guys enjoy this episode no it's an honor for us to have us uh, to have you on our show and uh you know yeah it's this is great i'm excited i'm like look at that we got a movie star holmes <laughs> i know <laughs> it's awesome <laughs> it's so long exciting journey. it's a long journey it's been a great journey yeah you know? yeah how's uh <laughs> how's today treating you today's fantastic to be here with you guys it's just uh what am i seeing in the background over there Oh, you're seeing uh, your movie playing in the that, background, of course. Wow, it's been a long time. How great yeah. is that? Yeah, yeah, you know, that's what I, this, this, is, this is my little studio and where I sit there and watch and revisit, because I was 24 wow. when this came out. And really? I remember, yeah, and I remember I went on a date to go see this movie. So, Did you really? I hope yeah. it worked out well. Oh, it did pretty good. She was like, I want to show you some karate. I was like, okay, baby, come on. Hey! <laughs> oh man <laughs> and i, I just have my bedroom it's in the background it's close <laughs> uh, your bed back there it's okay don't worry uh, you know as they say i guess that's where the the magic happens right that video brings back so many memories wow just seeing that freddie and santos in the background it's like you know it's such a fascinating time because, uh, you know, I, I'm sure you heard a little bit about my story or maybe not, but during this time, I had just lost my mom and I was very close to her. And, and uh, whenever I see this movie or whenever I see the beginning of the movie, it really, really brings a tear to my eye because it's something that really helped me emotionally, pulled me out of a, a heavy place, you know, and, and to be able to work in a movie like this with, with, with a family like that. Um, that distraction and, and to get me on my feet was a really, really wonderful, wonderful godsend for me. So yeah, blessed guys. I'm blessed every day. I no, no, that's uh that's an incredible story that you shared yeah. and yeah. Uh, the experience from this movie and to your personal life. And I mean, we all, I'm a musician, so I've been locked in this, my magic is out to entertain. So, you know, for just a story like that, 
you know, it gives you inspiration to keep going and do it, man. You're, you're a, you know, you're, you're a story. You're a, you're a, how do you say it? Like the things happen. You make things happen when you at least you keep on going. You never know when it's going to. Yeah. Know, it's a wonderful thing. Right just, there. Because, you know, it's been a long time, obviously. And then, uh, you know, I was working on my film Rito Nato. I had left the business for a long time, uh, you know, yeah. with all family struggles and all that stuff. So I just wanted to get away. I just left the business and, and, uh, and then I, I said to my fiance, I said, you know, I, I want to go to Sicily. I want to go see where grandpa's from. I want to go walk in his footsteps. I want to see his house. I just want to feel him again. And, and, you know, I started to write and, and, and wrote a little bit of a story. And then I continued to write and write and write. And, you know, it's like you said, all these doors started to open when I won the grant from the, the Russo brothers, uh, like the biggest directors, like the end, Avengers Endgame and, and yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's crazy. I want a grant, and and uh, I never expected that. I never wrote before. I don't know. I, you know, I'm an actor. I think. Anyway, so <laughs> hey, you're an actor, man. Come on. <laughs> fascinating thing because back to the video and, and the Karate Kid. You know that started happening again with this new show and Cobra Kai. My wife's like, "Do you know the show?" I said, "I have no idea what you're talking about." And she goes. This show, they're rebooting like a karate kid. I said, come on, really? And sure enough, all these fans, I was never on Instagram. So when I went on Instagram, my wife goes, you must go. So she started, I'm not a technically, uh, I don't know how to do it. I'm not technically uh, well together. So <laughs> she got me on Instagram. And, um, and then all of a sudden, fans from like all over the world, Italy, London, Germany, India, Pakistan, like, wow, calling me, Michael, you know, where have you been? Da, 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 da. We love the next Karate Kid. We love you. And they started to write to me. And it just blew my mind. And I started writing back. And all of a sudden now with Ritonato and the next Karate Kid fans all to, like mingling in together, it's been quite a quite a ride. And it's opened up other doors and avenues. And it's been wonderful for me. So, so I'm thrilled, thrilled, thrilled to be here. So, Michael, maybe I, we didn't give you an introduction, man. This is yeah. so like, it feels like we know you and already. You're like, hey, you're one of us. Hey, we're all amigos. Orale. You know, Seriously, was, we so, just started talking and we're like, all right. We give you, we need to oh, give yeah. you an introduction, man. Come exactly. On, you started, right. eh? Here we go. All right. So, hey, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast. Honestly, we, the moment he came on screen, we were just already in conversation. Yeah, the show started. Yeah, it's like so. So we're just going out, but we still got to give it an introduction. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have actor and first time, as you put it, writer director. Yeah, Mr. Michael Cavallari. Is that did I pronounce that right, Cal Cavallari? That's perfect. All right, Michael awesome. Cavallari. Aquí tenemos en vivo en el estudio. No, el estudio no, pero así. Michael Cavallari. Wow, that's very very cool. That's Thank you. I'm trying my voiceover. So if you need voiceover jobs, man, hey, I'm I'm here. <laughs> That's great. You're great. You got your whole setup, but Thanks, uh, what a great, what a great moment. And, and to, again, looking over your shoulders, it just brings smiles. And I think mm -hmm. I'm going to start chasing Hillary around at some point. So. Right? <laughs> wow. She was very young uh, uh, there, the beginning yeah. of her career. And, you know, for me to, to be talking to you and to, I mean, I grew up with the karate kid. I mean, I was the first, I mean, I, um, I was, you know, I was an 80s kid. That was my movie. And to see this right. movie just continue into new generations. And we went into the 90s with this. I mean, yeah. 94 was a great, great year. We had Depeche Mode's 
Songs of Faith, The Devotion. If you're into music, I'm into music. That was, you know, that tour, uh, 93, 94. So that was a great year for music. And not only that, a great year for films in Hollywood. I must have gone out so many dates that year with great movies. I mean, you were up against The Mask. You were up against uh, all these other ones, if you guys look at it. But yeah, it was, wow. that was a, that was a rough, ready. What, what experience for you to be on board during that time, man? I'll tell you a story. It was really fascinating. I was on the road doing PR for karate. It's the next karate kid. And I was in New York and I was doing good morning, New York. And on the same show was Cameron Diaz from the mask. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Looking at Cameron, I'm like, Oh boy, we're in trouble with this movie. You know, there's beautiful, beautiful girl. And, uh, she was so sweet. I mean, we had a great conversation. That was her first film, too. Her yes. first film. Wow. So I, maybe that's why they brought us on, because we were both rookies. And both Look at that. History films. right there. And um, it was funny. I had my whole family was there. My whole Italian family was there in the background. And she was... Nice. Uh, that was a great, great, great time. And, and that show was fantastic. And then all of a sudden, you know, we ended up... There's a shot of me in Entertainment Weekly... Remember Entertainment Weekly, the magazine? Yeah, of course. Of course. Of course. Yeah. All the time, yeah. There's a shot of me and Hillary, and, I'm, and I got her, like, by the shirt. And uh, in the box office, it was like, like you said, it was pretty. It was like, like, True Lies, The Mask, uh, Clear and Present Danger, Toy Story. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. next Karate Kid. But they got my picture in the, in the box. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Man, that's awesome, this. bro. That's awesome. I hope you have that, I hope you have that framed. That's I, you know? I have, I have, have it. I have it somewhere. I oh, have yeah. it. Uh, I know, have it's part of history, but amazing. I mean, uh, just to be a part of that and working with uh, with Hillary at such a young age, and also just being a part of that whole. I mean, were you a Karate Kid fan too, growing up watching this? Well, I'll tell you, I'm not. I'm not sure I was a Karate Kid fan. Let me be. Let me be honest. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, I was a. You know, I love obviously Pacino. That was my yeah. guy. You know, those kind of movies and De Niro and Gene Hackman and Robert Duvall. That's right. the stuff nice. I really love. And uh, I studied that and, and worked. I studied as an actor in that way. And, and uh, but when I got the Karate Kid, the next Karate Kid, I, I, I did watch the original one. And I thought it was really good, you know, as a kid. But it wasn't like something that really whatever, you know, like I wasn't taken by it. Right. Then when I got the next Karate Kid, I said, let me go back and watch this movie again. And when I watched it again, I said, wow, this is a really good movie. It's a really good movie. Well done. Pat was fantastic. Um, right. Dan, uh, Ralph, Ralph was great. It was yeah. just a, it was really like, like a Rocky movie, you know, and I enjoyed Rocky yeah. very much. So, um, easy characters, easy to follow yeah. what's going on. It wasn't sure. too difficult. It was kind of much yeah. what everything was going on, bullying, you know, and I mean, I yeah. was... Everybody was bullied. I was to say, all right. <laughs> so it was, it was, uh, it was fantastic. And, and I think, um, you know, when I was looking at the, at the, at the movie, I was like, okay, so I'm playing this archetypal bad guy. I'm going to leave. Right. I am their Johnny. So here I am. Um, but I'm, but I'm doing it with a girl. How are we going to do this? Right. That's <laughs> a, you know what? That's a tough role, bro. That was a tough role. You were like, Dude, you were on fire. You were the most toughest dude on screen. Dude, the moment I walked in, my I remember my girlfriend, she was like, oh, my God, he's so mean. Oh, my God. She was right. grabbing my, holding my hand because <laughs> you had her so scared, bro. I was like, I oh, here, have some popcorn. Chill down. Chill down. 
It's like all, all the, from all the films when it comes to the villains, you're like probably like the meanest out of all of them. Like you're you're lethal, man. Like and all you're like, doing based on in the beginning when you're introduced, you're just uh, like like it, we we're known as you're like a hall monitor. But you're like, man, you take your job serious. And then yeah. you're like setting cars on fire, breaking glass. Like, like, holy crap. Like, who is this guy? Like, why is he like, he's mean. I'm like, he's All right, the Johnny. new villain in town, man. It's like, I get Johnny Lawrence, like, beat up Daniel as a skeleton for Halloween. But he poured water on the kid, right? But like, here, dude, you're just like going and breaking this, like, property. You know, and then, hey, I don't fault you for calling animal control on the hawk. Like, honestly, uh, that is not wrong. Like, you you did nothing wrong. And then the boyfriend, like, well, they weren't, they were, you know, the guy, like, he tries pushing you off the building. And that was all called for. He tried to murder you because you called to protect an animal? Like, come on. Like, you are not the bad guy right there. You're taking my side, finally. <laughs> it's funny because um, a lot of fans have reached out to me and said, Michael, Wow. You know, your intensity right. and, you uh, you know, as a villain, you, you're the best villain and you have this way about you. I have my I, I never met this uh, friend, a guy I became friends with him now, but he, he wrote to me on Instagram. He goes, bro, he goes, you got swag. You walk down the aisle. It's like, yo, look at this guy go. And I'm like, I started laughing. I was like, you know what? I didn't I don't realize that it's just part of a character that you're playing. And, and then. You're playing that villain, and yes, Freddie and, and Santos, it was a very difficult part to play opposite a girl, right. you know, and, and find a good a good balance on how to make it believable, but not over the top, and to make your character, how do I make my character, you know, have a nuance, like at the end I had a nuance of vulnerability, how do I make it believable that this guy is going against this girl and gets his, his butt kicked? And how does he do that? So when I say to fans today, they say to me, you know, who would win? You or Johnny or you and Daniel? And I smile. Or you and the other guy, you know, the another guy from the Karate Kid 3 or whoever, whoever it is. Uh, I laugh. I said, well, wouldn't that be nice if I could find <laughs> a guy and see the difference in intensity from what it was with yeah, the, a yeah. girl yeah. to me and a guy going yeah. at it? But, wow, you know. Julie Sun. That was her, that was her name, right? Julie Sun. The sun. The the scene is playing there. right behind you. That scene, bro, right there. That's when the, the big introduction. And she was this tough too on you. She was like, "No, I'm not." You got to see like she wasn't weak. She was. There was oh. something there that was going to build up throughout the film. And that's what I saw. That chemistry with Miyagi. Rest of Soul, he's not here with us anymore. I mean, great. And also the opportunity for you to work with someone like him. I mean, oh, it was guys. You know, first of all, let me compliment Hillary. Hillary is a tremendous, tremendous actress, we know. But as a young actress, and both of us were very young, right. um, to take on a role like that and to do all the physical part of it, I mean, she was actually a, a Me Too movement before it even happened. She was a girl who took on a bully like me, kicked my butt right. all over the place, and she was strong and graceful and beautiful. The way she did the kata, she did all this, these moves, and she worked really, really hard. So, you know, when, when I think back of all the pressure on her, you know what I mean? All the pressure and all the all the stuff that's on her shoulders to carry a new franchise. Yeah. It's unbelievable. So and, and to work with her, it was great. You know, it was just two young actors trying to figure it out, um, awesome. trying to do our best work. 
we knew that, you know, this may be a shot, a career shot that maybe if it goes well and it's successful, we can, who knows where we would go. And then, and then to work with Mr. Miyagi, Pat. Wow. And, I, I, you know. and, and also one of uh, my favorite actors who's always played a villain, Mr. Michael Ironside. Uh, Michael's Dude. Dude. Wow. I was introduced to him from a film back in the early 80s. Cause I used to go, my brother and I would just film fanatics. We would go and see these films and right. saw him in scanners. <laughs> Remember that oh, movie? Yeah. 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 Amazing. Yeah. And just his voice. I mean, and to see him on this film to show his, that, you know, everybody's kicking his, everybody's ass and kicking, you know, it's, you know, kicking Ned's ass and telling, Hey man, this is how tough you got to be. You know, yeah. it's this, this actor and Michael uh, was really, really, uh, giving and, and, and complimentary and, and, and was always there. We would talk about scenes and stuff like that. But he also tested me a few times to see if I can hold my own. And uh, wow. look at that. And um, yeah, I, uh, you. look at that guys. I guess I, I passed the test there with Michael and, and just a second to get back with Pat, you know? Yeah. Did it cross from Pat in a, like in your first reading of, of the movie in Warner brothers with Jerry Wan? just a fascinating experience for me just to be in that room as an actor who, you know, I had gone, you know, I did a little bit here and there and I was struggling emotionally. We, as we talked about earlier to sit in that place with those people, you feel like in some way that you, maybe you arrived a little bit, you know what I mean? Or, or, or of some sort. And uh, that was incredible. Let me, let me ask you, so for our listeners who, who are sure. fans of this and want to know more about you and get to see, how did sure. you get this role? What was, what was the, experience for you to get this role well at, at that time with so much i mean i live here in hollywood and all and i've heard a lot of stories it's not it's hard and it's you hard. yeah so it, yeah if you can share that with us sure i uh it was the greatest experience of my life <clears throat> and again as i stated from before <clears throat> you know i had lost my mother previous and and uh, i was struggling man i couldn't get a job as an actor, I was working mm -hmm. nightclubs, I was delivering pizza, I was cleaning bathrooms, I was doing whatever I could. And uh, <clears throat> I remember I was with, working with this really small manager and he called me, I was at the gym one day and he called me and I and they, they called me from the loudspeaker, my name. And I'm like, well, you know, what's going on? So I run to the right. front at Gold's Gym. Michael, Michael, you had a phone call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I go up there and he's like, listen, you got an audition. You got to be there at 3.30. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, wear a leather jacket and jeans and go. All right. Went. Didn't think uh, anything of it. Very, very Depeche Mode outfit, bro. Very yeah. Depeche Mode. <laughs> and, and, uh, didn't say anything. Didn't say next karate. Kid, on. It just was a sides, like a you know a scene. So I went in to meet the casting director, Joy Todd. She was a New York lady, which was I guess was pretty good for me. Yeah. Uh, I did a reading and she said, that's great. She goes, take your jacket off. And she goes, wow, you work out a little bit. I said, yeah, you know, I'm whatever, whatever. Fitness. She goes, okay, great. So she says to me, she goes, next week, come back at the same time. Look at that. I went back the following week. My manager nice. said, we're the same thing. I did. And now there was a few more people in the room. All now, right. uh, that's funny. <laughs> so um, now I don't hear anything for like two or three weeks. And, uh, I get a call from my manager. He goes, "Listen, you got to go back." I go back again. Now I'm reading for the producers and 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 the director, and uh, I do my thing. You know, every, everything's exactly the same. He goes, "Whatever you did, wow, times do exactly the same." So I'm trying to figure out. 
listen, Michael, I talked to myself in the car. Oh, yeah. Because there's a lot of pressure, you know. You, yeah, you, don't mess it up, man. Just keep doing what you're – it's simple. And then you get all crazy <laughs> and you're nervous and you start doing the opposite and then – Exactly, because you think too much and you want it so bad, and, and you and you and you put pressure on yourself. And here I am, and you know you're close because they're there. That's two times, and the third time you know you're there. Yeah, yeah. a little more to go, but you know. Oh, it feels good. Huh? You're like, oh, it feels yeah. good. I'm almost there. I went, yeah, I went in and I read for them, and then didn't hear anything for like two weeks, and then I got another call, and uh, they said, listen, they want you to go in one more time, and uh, read with uh, a couple of girls, da da da, and then. I remember it came down to me and another actor and um, I was sitting on the steps. We were sitting together on the steps. Look at that. Outside a building of Warner Brothers, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, what was he thinking? You know, what was I thinking? At the oh, time? man, just the pressure of you two. Like, okay, what's, what's only uh, him and I? Oh, man. Right. That's it. Between him and I. And it's fascinating. <laughs> Ay, Dios. Yeah, you know, it's like, so I walk, they call me first. So I go in and uh, I do my thing again. And they said, okay, Michael, wait outside. And uh, so I wait outside. He goes in and then he comes back out, but he's wearing a tank top. He must've took a shirt off and had a tank top. And I said to myself in my head, I said, I'm going to get this part. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. The feeling. Uh, I had the feeling. They, and then Confidence. they called they, they call me and I started to think about it. I was, they called me back in. I'm walking down the hallway. Wait. Did I not get this? You know, and oh, oh my, but they, I sit down and Jerry goes, sit down. I sit down. He has his feet up on the desk, you know, Jerry and Chris. I never forget Chris was standing up like behind the desk and they're looking right. at me. So, uh, kids, so who's your agent? And I'm like, uh, and I tell him and he goes, um, all right, congratulations. You got the part. I was like, what? Wow. I broke his Freddie, <laughs> I, 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 too. I got chills, I, man. I, Just that story. Damn. Yeah, I jumped over the table, tackled Jerry. <laughs> Santos, I was hugging, I was hugging Chris Kane. I was crying. And oh my God. That's beautiful, man. And I left, and I never forget, this is something I always say, and it's something important. When I walked out and I was elated about getting up, I was crying. I saw the other guy walk away, delated and 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 almost defeated in a way. And I never forgot yeah. that because there's always right. it's always two sides. One the, unfortunately, yeah. one one doesn't and it's very that's tough a yeah that's abyss and we know and and we we have to prepare ourselves for that right. moment and and i'll tell you what i've been prepared for that moment a lot in my career so I, I've, I've a lot of parts in my life so i was very grateful to get that and and um i remember getting in my car i had this dodge colt this little beat up dodge colt with rip seats uh, uh, dodge colt my dad used to fix those right and i'm driving up over over the uh i, I pulled over yeah Oh, what a feeling, bro. I said, Mom, I did it. I, I think I think oh, I, man. we made the little. And it was really beautiful. And that, and that's really why every time I see this or we talk about it, it's this really great memory with this thing. And it kind of pulls me out of that place and makes it a little warmer for me. So that was it, man. That was that was the that was the that's what a how beautiful story, man. See, that's, that's what I'm saying. That was sweet, man. You know, entertainers, they go through a lot, you know, and I've seen a lot. I've been in the business, too. You go through your ups and your downs and you're up. And look, we're talking about this movie that's been, what, some 30 years now? 26 years ago, almost, yeah. 26, yeah. My math is wrong, but, you know, it's a long, it's a long time. Oh, yeah. that friend, somebody told me that. One of the kids, <laughs> I only know that. I'm not good at math either. Don't worry. <laughs> I was like, you know, um, but, yeah, it's great that we're sharing this 
these new these movies from the 90s with my you know i don't have kids but i have nephews and they, they're getting to experience new karate wow. and they get to see all of these movies so they're gonna get you know when they're gonna when they see when they hear when they listen to this podcast they're gonna go oh my god my uncle interviewed one of the guys from the karate series and you know it's yeah. it's great it's it's gonna be exciting so uh yeah well but, my, uh, my kid is 10 years old and last night we did a movie night to watch this movie so he usually wants to know why we're going to watch certain films because he knows I do the podcast. I ended up doing an episode with him. So he knows like, oh, what what, what are you going to do? So I told him we're going to watch this. And I pointed out that, you know, Omar, you see him? He's going to be on the show. And he's like, what? And my kid was so interested in the movie. Like he was 10 years old. And if he had to leave, like, because we had pizza and it was in the other room or had to get a drink, he would tell me to pause it and be like, oh, pause the movie, because he was so interested in the movie and he <laughs> really enjoyed it. And I when I saw this movie, I was in, I believe, sixth grade and it was on on HBO a lot. And yeah. I and my friends in the in the neighborhood would watch this all the time. Like, that's how I saw this movie. And we would always talk about this. And then my, my, I remember when it first came out on video before the HBO, um, we, I watched it with my parents. And, and my parents, like, you know, they knew because from the 80s, Karate Kid and all of that. So we would watch this. And we and I know they loved it because they, they wow. I, I know, I like, especially my daddy's very, like, like the way he likes certain films and just hearing their responses to like the movie i know they enjoyed it and it's just like one of those that when i see this movie it takes me back to that like it, it's yeah. when i you know when i was a kid and it and it, it totally takes me back to the fashion too what we yeah. were wearing back uh, yeah. in the 90s you know look look at what <laughs> she's wearing simple just jeans and a top you know yeah. it was so simple it was like man we used to wear it just you know, and then what, what, what Ned was wearing, you know, yeah, yeah. all the time, guys, Very I stylish guess, dude. Well, yeah. People say, you know, the funny thing, one guy says to me, he goes, you had the best hair. I'm like, oh, thank you. And he goes, <laughs> Another guy, hey, Italians have good hair, man. You guys have good hair. <laughs> and he says, another guy says to me, I dress like you from the movie. I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, I wear a black t-shirt. He goes, and you know, I really love the way you carried yourself. I said, oh, that's so amazing. And then another guy in Italy goes, Michael, he goes, I was a huge fan. He goes, because the way you looked and the way your body looked, I worked out because I wanted to look like you. I was like, wow. I said, it's incredible because now it's social media, guys, that you can relate and can hear stories of people that you affected that you never knew. Yeah. Affected. How many people you can reach, you know, in Brazil or Italia or, or France or Germany. Like, they're calling me and telling me how I affected their lives. And in Mexico, my one of my number one fans, Mariela, She's in Mexico City. She's beautiful. She's like, you're Hola, the best. Está escuchando. Está aquí en vivo. Yeah, see, she's a sweetheart. And then she started my own, she started a fan club and she's like, you know, you changed my life and you, I, I think you're a wonderful actor. I'm like so moved by the fact that I can talk to these kids and advise them and, and we can laugh and be nostalgic. Like you guys, you know, you guys are giving me an opportunity to live, live my past. It's unbelievable when I watch it. It's like, I'm smiling from ear to ear as you see. That's what the show is about. Yeah, 88 miles per hour podcast. And for me, growing up in the 80s, I love it to share my experience with Santos and the audience because I, I got to see these. I mean, to what we have today at Netflix and all. Now, it was an experience to go see a movie. There were yes. movies I shouldn't be going to see, you know. I watched a lot of horror movies in the 80s. I got through, you know. Yeah. And 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 then you grow up. I, I was a generation of kids into the also my dating when i i loved going to the movies and that's why well, this one was just one of them that i remember yeah it's one of my 
Oh, I'm sorry. Go on. No, it's an experience to go to a theater and to watch a movie. Go ahead, Santos. I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, well, I was going to say, because like one of my buddies, Kevin, like when he saw when I posted about this, like right away, he was like, he's like, oh, I love the Karate Kid. Like, like the next Karate Kid I'll do. I'm going to be tuning in. Like, it's one of those films that it's just like, yeah, you know, you got your 80s and now you have your your 90s. 90s. Like, yeah. you know, and then, of course, they did one, you know, later on in the 2000s. But each generation of the 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 from the youths to like you know our age and a little bit older, all have a Karate Kid for their generation. You know, right? I'm going to say it's really fascinating. I say this in, in in every interview I do, and it's important for 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 people to understand. You know, everybody has an opinion about a movie. Everybody has an opinion about oh, I like this first one or I like the third one, or I like the second one, or I like the next Karate Kid, or I like this one. You know, it's all opinion, you know, and it's wonderful. It's just, for me, I want everybody to realize that how hard actors work to do their best and to, to have, to give you an experience. So, you know, there's always people want to bash things and want this and talk bad. And I'm always like, guys, you're entitled to your opinion. I get it. Right. Right. I don't disagree. You know, I'll always respect that. But remember, respect the craft, respect the artist, respect the actors who worked hard. You may not like it and that's fine, but there's a million other people that do. So mm -hmm. just find a good place to how you how you say something about something, because it's really, really it's a delicate balance between being being somebody who is not appreciative of how these kids work. I mean, look at these shows that these kids are working on, how hard they work. So for me, it's always like, it's always going to be, I like this one better, I like that one better, and that's okay with me. But I'll tell you what, next Karate Kid, I'll defend it till the end of the days that I live because I think it's a great film. And on its own, it's even a great film. And uh, I'm very proud of it. And, and uh, no matter what anybody, what any opinions they say, it's a good film. Thank you, you so know? much for sharing that with, with us. Very well said, very well. I mean, to the point to the way the world is today, I think, um, I mean, it's about just... Yeah, we all have an opinion and all that, but also with respect. And I mean, these movies cost a lot of money. These movies go, you went through a lot to get, and look, now you're part of, you know, uh, legend of uh, movies, you're part in there, you know, and so you get to share that. And not only that, this also opened up a new world for you to do your own sure. uh, a movie that we're going to talk about too as well. Sure, it, it just, it, it, what it does, it just, you know, when you, Freddie, as you know, as a, as a musician and Santos, uh, if you guys, you know, as an artist and everything, you said, you know, if you stand, if you stand and do nothing, hmm. nothing happens. Exactly. But if you push forward and you start to be creative and you start to work, doors open and things that you never thought could happen, happen. Right. So for me, yeah. writing Ritonato, which I wanted to do 15 years earlier, by the way, as a play, I just never got around to do it. I got you know, other things happened and I couldn't right. get back. So when I got to it and I started to do it, um, so many things started to change for me because I always wanted to be an actor that I had a respect and the integrity of something that I wanted to do. I always wanted to do my own thing. And it was like family's very important to me. My culture is very important to me. So right. a lot of times in Hollywood, as we know, they're stereotypical. It's very stereotypical. You know, you play a mafioso, you play this guy, of you course. play it. And, and that turned me off about right. Hollywood. And I listen, I, I get it. And if somebody said, Martin Scorsese said to me, Mike, I want you to play this part. Of course, I'm going to play the part. But if my heart really <laughs> lies, 
My heart really lies right. in doing something that's meaningful to me and passionate to me. So when I took that road and I got away from just thinking about what they think, right. things started to change. And, and, and when I started to write and, and, and I found that some people told me, hey, you have, you, you, you're talented, you could do this. It gave me confidence to do more and then to go shoot my own film. And, and, and it just, oh, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It just brought, it just opened doors everywhere at one time. Yeah. And I find my, my dialogue now with you guys and people around the world, it's opened up dialogue with so many different people. You know what I mean? And it's all because of, you know, obviously Next Karate Kid, but also Ritonato. Meeting everybody together, it's like an explosion. It's been really, really wonderful for me. Yeah, I mean, that's what I like about that. You're, you know, you're being part of this show and we love our, our movies. And now we also respect the actors that are on in the sure. movies. And we also get to share and, and keep networking. And now that we work in a totally different world with, uh, you know, streaming, look, at we're streaming from our homes now. We have this, but we can still share new ideas. And that's great that, you know, you've continued the, being yeah. creative and you yes. inspire me to keep going. I mean, that's awesome. You've, you know, you've got your own film. You got another, you're doing part two of it too, as well. Yeah, I have a Ritonate Do It. I'm doing the second one. I'm also doing another a really, really wonderful, wonderful film that I wrote. Uh, just finished the screenplay, which is something very historic that happened in Sicily back, way Love. back. Working on, um, you know, I've, I've, I was named town ambassador of my town my ancestral town of Limina, which- uh, I did read a lot about that, man, by the way. So I went, yeah, Lima, you went back, your grandfather. Really, really, really proud of being named the ambassador of Limina. Yeah. Uh, I'm on a board of a, of a cultural museum called Splendid Sicily and, and also doing my own thing. So it, it, listen, I'm grateful and everywhere I turn, I'm very, very lucky and fortunate to be in this film, The Next Karate Kid, to be doing Ritonato, to be doing whatever I'm doing, to be talking to you guys. It's just about working hard, staying focused. And there's a lot of negative people out there. There's a lot of negative people out there. And this is what I say about when people talk about films. You know, you can't listen to that. You have to stay like this. Yeah. Because there's so many people that are saying so many bad things. You know what? And they want to they want to bring you down. You stay focused on your path. And I tell this to young actors all the time, young writers and, and people that ask me for advice. And I say, guys, you know, just focus on what you need to focus on. Be creative, write your own stuff. Take the bull by the horns. Don't be like me, because something I could have did 15 years ago, I'm only doing now. Really jumpstart it, do it fast, do it for yourself, and, and you'll be successful. And you know what? It was never about uh, money, Freddy Santos, never right. about money. I don't, care. I don't care about money, I don't care. I paid money out of my pocket. To it was about mm -hmm. the love, the passion, my culture, the, the honor of my grandfather my, and my mother, their memory. So that's all I want to continue to do. That's to beautiful, me, man. Yeah, that yeah. moves me. So, you well, know. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that with us because we need to hear more of that. It's been, you know, a lot of negativity on just the world. I'm not even going to go like into what topic, just in general. Yeah. So to hear these words from you, I mean, inspires me. It's like a, Wow, it just feels good. I can feel the positiveness of just like, yeah, yeah we're going to do 2021, be creative. I know yeah. we're stuck in our home, but this is the best time where you can later on and share that and, and showcase to with the world. And 
I mean, that's great. I mean, I'm so happy that to, that you're sharing that with us. It's like, that's why, like I say, like, I don't, I always put it out there through our episodes where like, I'm not a fan of Rotten Tomatoes because Rotten Tomatoes really tends to control uh, yeah. for some reason where a film is going to go. And I don't understand why it's like, they're getting all these reviews from all these crazy, like, who cares what that person thinks? They're, they're not even remotely the same as what you are. It's like, if you right. want to watch a movie, watch it to watch. And, you know, you're going to get haters online, like, just say, hey. But it's sure. like, don't let someone dictate if, you know, because you want to watch it. Oh, this person said it sucks. Well, I'm not going to watch it now. Like, dude, there's been so many times where, like, I'll be like, you know, back when, yeah, I'll, I'll be, I would always hear, like, this movie sucks, whatever. I wouldn't tune in. And then later on, I end up watching it. I was like, what the hell? This movie was really good. Like, why did I miss out? And that's the thing. It's like, I love that. It's like, yeah, just, you know, you're going to have those bad, you know, reviews, critics. But, like, it's going to, like you said, it could inspire someone to be like, you know, you said one guy just worked out because of you he's he loved the way you looked and he's like you know what it inspired me to work out like things touch people differently and that's exactly. what like just don't let no one tell you like you just watch it for yourself and and who knows you may love it you may not but then it'll it, someone else is gonna have a different feeling you know right you have an objective point of view when somebody watches something and and you know let, let's be honest i mean it's a movie it's a movie. It's, yeah, it's a it's, movie. Yeah. Somebody wrote it for entertainment. You go like, I went to go see it on the date. You know, it was fun. And she wanted to kick my ass later on, and it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, don't even try it. I'll find any view. You know, even with Ritonato, you know, it, it's a personal movie. Yeah. So, you know, everybody's gonna say something, and and they, you know, some, you know, it, it's it's really funny how it worked out when I I showed it at a screening here in Los Angeles and I got, you know, relatively nice, you know, but you also have the Hollywood types there. So yeah. they don't, they're, they're not so connected to the culture and understand the things of how people do things there back, back in Sicily. Yeah. So you show it to, I went to New York to the Columbus Citizens Foundation. They asked me the people that behind the Columbus Day Parade and they asked me to show the film. So I went there and the room was packed. It was like, wow, you, it's palpable. You could see people, you know, and people I had never met before, but where some of them were from the town that my grandfather was from. Some were just oh, wow. rounding. Some were just a the second generation, third generation. We had maybe 120, 130 people in there. And, you know, I showed the movie and they were crying and laughing and, and they got it all. It, it was such a different experience in one place than you have it in another place. So it's like, the reality is, is what I said before, Freddie and Santos is like, it was a personal thing to me. And I wanted to keep that true to what I felt. I, I didn't, you know, many people wanted me to please what this, is what you have to do. This is what you have to do. Well, you have to cut this. And I said, guys, this is a, this is a present to my mother and my grandfather and to my culture of Sicily. This is what I want to present. Yes, I could do this. Yeah, I could do that, but it's not going to keep it genuine and honest for me right. you know so i had a story where one of my producer a friend of mine said you got to cut the church out of the out of the out of the scene and i think Why i said i said you clip remember i said that clip i said yeah. you got so he goes you got to cut that out i'm like you are you kidding he goes no you must cut that out. i said i can't you don't understand they go to this church this is part of their life this is their feast if that's not in there they'll cut my head off when i go to Lehman. Why, so, why did he want you to remove it? Because that's what people think. 
You see what I'm saying? Gotcha. For me, it was something that was, it meant so Real. much. To me. Yeah, of course. But because yeah. he doesn't understand what it means to the culture. It's... So, the, so the best part of this was, yeah. it's so fascinating to me. Of course I kept it in. So when I went to yeah, Sicily, I went to Sicily to show, I went, I was finished in July. I went back in October and I had like a rough, rough. And this was what year? Uh, this was last year, 19. Look at what that. Year? Yeah, last year, 19. Yeah. We sat on to 2020, sure. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, I was, well, I'll tell you what happened. So I, I went back in our October, November, and I showed my cousin. And uh, I showed a few people that were in the film. And they were like, you know, wow. You know, that moment, certain moments where I kept things that I shouldn't have kept. That they said I shouldn't keep, that I kept, were, were, were things that they got okay. and they love, and it, it just said, "This is this is who they are. This is their feast, yeah. the San Filippo feast. This is the this is who they pray to. This is the church they go to. This is their little town of seven hundred people. This means so much to them. How can I cut that out?" So I sacrificed a lot of maybe film festival things that I could have gone yeah. into, you know, and chopped it all the way down. But I said, I'm gonna... and what happened was. The film festival that I really wanted to get into was the one in Sicily. And yes. I got it, the Terramina Film Festival. That was my dream. It's one of the biggest in Europe. Uh, and we got in it. But unfortunately, pandemic, we got uh, to go. But they have promised to bring me back. Okay. Because they said to me, they said, we love this so much because it shows how much you love Sicily and how much you love your culture. And they were really, really moved by that. So that was my job. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Gotta, yeah, we need more films like this of cultural yeah. films. I mean, I love, you know, yeah. visiting and learning about everybody's culture. I'm Mexican, you know. I, I, I mean, know. I'm still learning about my culture. Are you Italian? I get that. No. <laughs> I can pass for an Italian. <laughs> you can. But that's and my name is Alfredo. Alfredo Morales. Santino, Alfredo. Santino, <laughs> But I but love, I, you know, I, and and I mean, I would love to see this film. I want to, you know. We will. We're gonna yeah. do a big. We're gonna do a Zoom. Uh, we're gonna do a, a video. Uh, what do they call that? A. Uh, oh, video. Like, uh, a, per, like a video premiere. Yeah. Premiere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're gonna do like a. Yeah, we're gonna stream it and do that. So I'm just getting together some stuff. But All what right. I was gonna say was, Santos, are you Mexican, Italian? What are you? No, yeah, I'm Mexican too. So okay, yeah, Mexican. So, so what I Mexican think in American. In which, just real quick, our very first host, uh, she left for school, so she was on for the first year. She was Italian, same last name as you. No, yeah, Renata Cavalieri. Yeah, come on. Yeah, she she was for the first year of our show. She wow. yeah, she's Italian. So like I'm Italian. Like I like like she used to fill me in on stuff. Like I didn't know when she would say gravy. I'm like, why the hell are you putting gravy on your spaghetti? What the hell are you talking about? But yeah. she explained, no, 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 that's what we call the right. sauce. It's gravy. So yeah. she would always like, you know, I would learn a lot from her. But yeah, she was she was Italian, you know. Yeah. So what I was gonna say is that's funny, Cavalieri. So what I was gonna say <laughs> both you guys is that it would be the same. Like my film relates to you or your grandparents coming. Of course, yeah. Oh, it's, it doesn't matter that it's Sicilian or it's whatever. It's anyone who had a grandfather who came to the country 
to try to give them a better life. And then you went back, Freddie or Santos went back to wherever they're from and had an experience. Is what I call a moment in time for me. Yeah, I had yeah. experience, and that's what this little little movie is about. Is a little experience yeah. about a moment in time that I didn't know about, and I never. And it, it was fascinating. And um, that's man, you got a big heart, man. You know, seriously, because I I lost my father. Now it's gonna I, be seven years at seventy seven. I just lost my grandmother. She lived one hundred. Wow. 100. Yes. 100 years. And I still have my mom, you know, and my mom's still with me. She's still with me. Her birthday's coming up. But um, Freddie's mom. Yeah. Oh, look at that. But see, that's what's cool about your movie that we need to. I, I mean, I can't wait to see it. I mean, definitely we're going to be promoting it here and whatever you need here from 88 miles per hour, man. You, know, you got friends forever. Yeah. I feel uh, like I feel like I should be hosting the show with you. At some point. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Why not? yeah. Special guest whenever you're free. Yeah. Santos, can I replace Cavalieri for a couple episodes? Yeah. Hey, go for it, man. <laughs> you know, I'd love, love to do with you. We'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome, man. If, if, yeah, that's, so, if you're serious about it, you get to pick the film that we go back and revisit. Oh, that'd be great. I'm very serious. I love you guys. You cracked oh, me up. Oh, right, that'd be great. Because see, look, you got, you got, we got Mexicans and then we got Italian. I mean, come on. That's the we'll best. And, and Trump, I, I, t I, I do talk <laughs> a lot. It's just that you got Freddie excited to have you on. Trust me, oh. this guy's. Oh no, man! I'm my respect for. I mean, I respect all actors. I really wanted to, you know. I, I sat down. I read your bio, and and I wanted to sink. And I was like, it brought me back because I was 24 when this came out. So it's it's part of my history. Like, man, I got to see this guy in the big screen, and now I'm in. You know, we're talking here. You know what's really great about? Thank you so much, Fred. I really appreciate yeah. that. You, um, you know, like I said, it, 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 I'm a big, big uh, proponent of of my culture like you are of yours and, and 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 it's very tough sometimes to see how people stereotype or, or talk down about your culture when they don't really know about it and they don't know where you come from and, and what people had to do to get here so that has driven me with this movie and driven other things that i'm trying to accomplish um for all of us it's the same for all yeah. of us and we have to battle stereotypes we have to battle you know even as an actor in hollywood when i first came you know, my first audition, I'll Santos, you're going to flip out, but don't flip out. All right. <laughs> this is the trip. So I had came here and uh, I was brought out here by a manager in New York. He saw me on the train and he said to me, you know, and I thought he was a whack job. He's like, and I wrote <laughs> the article. He goes, you know, you got a great look. I'm like, what are you, you know, who's that? He goes, you look like Ken Paul. I'm like, who's that? You know, anyway, he was an actor back in like the late 80s that was like, you know, good looking, wise. Right. He was on a show, wise guy. Anyway, okay. so he handed me his card. Long story short, I said, he's, he's got an agent, a big agent. So he, eventually I came with him to Los Angeles. Anyway, I didn't have much, much acting experience at all. But but I had a, you know, I had a look at the time. GQ, and, uh, man, you got the GQ look, dude. I, I, I don't know if I still have it. I'm trying to hold on. You, you know, and you still have the dude, GQ look. They age well. So you still have the GQ look. Though. And look, you, you still got your slick back hair. Yeah, I'm, look at that. Hat. Oh, it's mine, dude. <laughs> and, and I know I know you're, you're a married man. No? You're a married man, right? You're married, right? Married man? My, my yes, wife, married. Italian, beautiful Italian girl. Oh, look at that. Woo. I'm very, she's nice. Gorgeous. You're very blessed. Very blessed. She's in the movies. <laughs> um, um, what was I say? So, so what happened was, you know, back in the day, they used to send like your pictures to to casting yeah. directors. When it's hard to send pictures, now it's a whole different thing. You know, yeah. eight by tens. Remember the black and white eight by tens? I have, I have, I have. It's just there. I have my old one. 
Anyway. Really awesome. Yeah, I got it. It's great. Um, I get a call. And she goes, listen, they want to see you for the Godfather part three. I'm like, what? Oh, I don't know. I, what do you, get yeah. Game. Oh. So they brought me in and there was no script at the time. It was just Danny in the Deep Blue Sea. It was a play. Wow. And I was in acting class, but I, I really didn't understand what was going on. And I had to be <laughs> an struggling. Like, so, oh. you know, all my acting coach and he says, listen, just do what you do in class. I said, I don't know what I'm doing in class. So help me. He goes, no, just focus. <laughs> Be fine, use your imagination. I'm like, wow. So I never forget. Wow, it I really to, threw you, threw you on the fire, yeah. man. So I went into the room and I read for this big, big casting director, and uh, I was horrible. I mean, so bad. It was like, like, why did you want to see me? He goes, listen, I want to see you next week. I want you to work on this stuff. And he worked with me again. I went back two more times, right? And I met, I met Francis Ford Coppola, and I basically panicked and just like nothing came out of my mouth, like. So, and it ended up going to Annie and I was never going to get that part anyway. I was too young. But the point is that was my first experience in a, like an audition for a big, big, wow. big. Wow, dude. That's if, awesome, if, man. If it would have been 10 years later, maybe I had a shot. Oh, You're right. Because yeah. they said you, you were too, you said you were too, like younger, right? You were too young? Yeah, young. And I was, I didn't know what I was doing. And I, uh, I wasn't ready to be an actor at that point. I was just still. Imagine. You know, it was, yeah, it was a great experience, but. I mean, I wasn't getting that part unless, you know, you know what I mean? I wasn't ready for that. Part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you, you, you have to, you know, you know, Mo, you have to admit that. I've been in situations too oh. where, you know, I'm like, I'm not ready for this. And you, you know, you're not ready for this, yeah. but you went through the yeah. experience and you learn from that because the next one, you're going to be ready for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so, so cut and paste 20 years later. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. I get it. You're going into Reef of Francis Ford Coppola. I'm like, for what? He goes, well, he's doing this new film that it's a little, it's like a little film that, blah. And I'm like, oh, here we go. So wow. uh, by that time, I had gone to Sicily for the first time. And okay. my my town is right next door to Savica, where they shot The Godfather. Okay. Beautiful. So my town, yeah. my special town, Limina, is not far from Savica, right? Really? Right. Wow. So now I know the history of all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm doing good. I got all this ammunition now this time, right? Dang. So I never... Yeah, I get dressed, I'm all excited, and I go into Paramount, and I'm walking down the, the hall, and I see the name. Francis Ford Coppola, it's like written on the door. But to me, it's like this big, and it's going, right. wah, wah, wah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm starting to sweat again. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, man. Did so you I, eat in the morning? Did you eat anything? I ate. I was ready. I thought I was you ready. <laughs> <laughs> so I go in. And I sit there and no, it was a fascinating, it was an interview, basically, not even an audition, like a talk. And I talked to the producers. Francis was off in the corner. And I said, I said, I don't know. I said, excuse me, Mr. Cobo, I said, I don't know if you remember me, but, uh, you know, I auditioned for your first Godfather 3. He goes, no. <laughs> he goes, wow, just straight out, man. Wow. I said, Ooh, I said, Hollywood for you. I said, but my ancestral town, Lehman, is right where you shot the, you know, uh, Godfather, but one and two. He's like. Oh, that's very good. And, and so, you know, and then the guys talked a little bit more. I didn't get the part. But the point was, I wasn't nervous anymore. I, I oh, went yeah, in. Yeah, you were ready. And I was ready. If they had auditioned it, and I would I was ready. But um, the movie never even got out. I don't think they even did the movie, actually. So, wow. but uh, getting back to Hollywood, I mean, Freddie and Santos, you know how many times I screwed up auditions? I mean, 
you know well, I, I think i think from like well not as failure i mean you because look when you have that opportunity here in hollywood it's 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 like you're either going to be ready and you have to be ready every day it's not like you know because you never know when that opportunity comes yeah. so i'm I, i'm pretty sure i mean i didn't get paid for a long time bro for a musician I'm and i played i'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm paying myself. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I'm paying myself, you know? So the funny thing is, is like, it's one thing I tell young actors, like, you know what? Just be prepared. Study hard. Work on your own stuff. L learn about, watch old movies, write, be creative, and study. Do theater. Go and do a short film. Go and do, you know, a, a student film. And, and this is the thing that I always tell people because I've been in rooms where I think I would have gotten the job maybe if I was a little bit more at another level. There's, was, earlier on right. in my career, like right. even Love, which I did uh, for New Line, was with the first role that I got, who directed Robert Che, who... New Line Cinema, who did Nightmare yeah. and Elf, those movies. Yeah. All right. I, yeah, I remember going in there four times for the lead character. It was my one of my first Look auditions, and he kept bringing me in, and I and I I was there, but I it wasn't there enough. And I ended up being in the movie, but I I think personally, if I was a little bit along the way, it would have right. been. So this is what I always tell actors: I said you don't ever get a chance to have a another time to you know. When you meet somebody, the first impression is the impression that you want to make and you want to be ready. Exactly. Oh, you know. Yeah. So. Especially here in Hollywood. You never know. You can be in an elevator or going down and that opportunity hits where it's just, it's magic. It's the Hollywood. It's that yeah. magic. So man. It's a, I, when I was in high school, it was me and two of my buddies and some lady ran up to us to my, one of my friends and he's like, are you a model? And he's like, what? No. And he, he ended up becoming a model. Just by that, because we were at a mall and they loved this style. He was really skinny and tall. And we're hanging he, out at we're hanging yeah. out at King Taco, and then you're like, "It was El Arturo." Where he was all spread out the, the that's, RTD. That's <laughs> he's looking good. He's yeah. <laughs> yes, he's working for guests. He's doing model for guests. Yeah. Wow! Wow! That's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's funny. <laughs> That wasn't that lucky, Santos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, I mean, just hey, trust me, me. I'll be like, no, well, I'm not, I'm not pretty enough for you. <laughs> I was like, but he was a, you know, skinny, attractive guy. That's what they look for in models, and you know, but yeah, yeah it could happen at any point. And for you, like, I, I couldn't, you know, like, I love acting and stuff like that in the sense of like where, like, because I love filmmaking, directing, and 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 you know, I inspire to be that to to. Uh, you know, be a director. I've done short films and all of that. And I like being in front of the camera, but I wouldn't like, I, I don't think I could go out to do auditions because like, hell, like I, I, I'm afraid of rejection. That's why like, I never go up to girls and talk to them. Like I'm married, but it was because of the internet. It made it easy, but just being out and talking like, so knowing that you got to go out there, put yourself out there, you're, you're in that vulnerable position. And then either you get a yes or a no. And like, like you have, you know, for you, you have to be strong to do. And like, I couldn't, but that's amazing. Thick skin, man. You got to have that thick skin. Yeah, there you go. And then Hollywood skin. teaches you. Yeah. I mean, you know, though. Francis isn't just going, no. I mean, I was like, okay, well, fine. <laughs> I, I would have cried. I would have just been like, all right, dude. I'm sorry. I would have left. Hey, I'll take the Oscar. Francis said, no, that's great. So, <laughs> you know, it's like uh, there were so many like times where, where you were so close and you were so... You know, it was so close for a part or not, and you don't get it. And you know what? That's a defining moment in your life. 
And a lot of a lot of times where it was down to the wire, and if you get it, you are onto another level. If you don't listen, if if the next Karate Kid made a hundred million at the box office, maybe this would be a different conversation. Yeah, yeah. You know, so but this is what life is, and I'm okay with that. I'm actually great with it because I feel like it really puts me in a place where I'm supposed to be now, which is something that I always thought I was born to do was to inspire people, uh, to 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 be a like a, a messenger of a culture, to uh, be proud of who I am, and to represent it with integrity and dignity. And so I'm really really happy because now I'm creating the things that I want to create, and I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if if I'm ever going to get another job again, I don't know. But I know one thing, I'm going to write my own job. I'm going to write my own movie and I'm going to back up. I'll write, uh, I'll pay, put the check out and write the check for my next film. It doesn't matter because that's what I love to do. And if I do that, I can't lose guys. If you, if you work that way and you know what, if someday somebody sees something says, Hey, Michael, you're great. I'd love to use you that great. It'd be not like, you know, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, Michael, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Now we, we, we live in an age where we can stream and, and share this. Like a lot of people are now going to see this side of you from listening yeah. our show who love sure. this movie. And not only that, you're inspiring new producers and directors. You're an inspiration to keep it going. How do you feel now? I just wanted to kind of pick your brain on how do you feel about movie making today compared to what with the 90s with big budgets to where now you can have the best cameras and edit at your home and still have a movie. I mean, I think it just, it has to be well edited. Well, I mean, what's your input in that? Well, here's a really cool thing. I, in the nineties, I did a movie with the director, uh, the writer of green book. Um, oh. He directed a film with, with uh, Paul Winfield and, and William Peterson and Michael Bean. And, and right. it's called kingdom of the blind. It was a really interesting thing because I just did the karate kid. And I remember I was on Good Morning New York and they said to me, you're going to be the next action star. I said, no, no, I just want to be an actor. I just want to be an actor. <laughs> right. I ended up going off to do this film and we shot it in like 12 days. And wow. it was around the time where um, they were doing uh, Reservoir Dogs and that the independence. Yeah. Really so we were, we, were, we were getting into that and we did this film. And, and uh, unfortunately for us, the Santa Barbara Film Festival that year was wiped out. <laughs> it was flooded. But we didn't get a chance to screen the film. Wow. But the point is, that filmmaking experience was really, 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 really a learning thing for me because I, it was really under duress and a lot of pressure with no money, you know, doing 12, 14 pages a day, you know, with a minimal, minimal crew. So today, cut to, to me and Ritonato, where I said, listen, you know, we're going to do what we have to do. We had a little crew. We had my wife was an actress. I was a, an actor and all the... The people in the film were not actors. They were people from the town. So right, right. what we did was we came together as a family. We figured out a way to do it. I, I have experience being in, in, in some independent films where I knew what the landscape was going to be. Um, I also knew as a director, I never directed before, but I had a vision of what I wanted to see. So when I when I sat down with my cinematographer, this is what I want. This is what I see. This is the da, da, da. So I had that uh, education. I read a lot. But what made the experience really wonderful was that it could be intimate enough that we didn't need all, the, you know, we did the film for $8,000 in five days. I mean, and then wow. editing, you know, editing, you know, another whatever, five or 6,000. Yeah. yeah. But the point is to be able to have this kind of scope of a film that's absolutely stunning. It's a beautiful looking film. Um, and I have a longer version. I have, I wrote a New York version, New York and Sicily version that I couldn't do because I couldn't afford to do it. 
Okay. So when I won the award from the Russo brothers, the grant, I said, let's just do the part in Sicily and kind of in, throw in some New York stuff as flashbacks and we could do that part of it and see how it, anyway. So, you know, with the, with the stuff today, the cameras today and the lighting and, the, and I mean, you could do so much stuff. That's what I'm saying. Um, I was approached last week uh, by uh, someone uh, to, to uh, star in a film for him. And he said, listen, I want to do this film. It's going to be in one location. It's going to be this. I said, great. I'm in because we can do these things. Now you can do yeah. this, stuff, get a great experience and get a good film as good as some of these films that you see, you know, no, it's, 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 like, it's, it's incredible. This. Now you can just use your yeah. phone. But isn't it incredible that these small little devices are, you know, they're outputting a high rate of uh, quality, like 4K is already, I mean, they're using even 10K or whatever it is, but we're still getting using, we're still getting used to 4K right now. My last, and, my last two short films I filmed with my, my phone. I'm all because it's the same quality as just using a camera, you know. It's just so, a different. It's just a different way of using today's technology. It just makes it easier. Tell the story, you know, and it all depends on the editing. Yeah, it's you know? editing. It's funny yeah. Editing, editing is uh, is extremely it's difficult. Fun. It's it fun. Is. It's fun. It's tedious. It's a I'll share something with you, Michael. Okay, I, I edited films. I was in post production, so I had to add. I had to add the subtitles to the films. Sure. And we went from thirty-five to digital. Hey. hey, I do all that. I have. I'll send you my. I work for Tetra. Yeah. For years now, I know. Yeah, so I did subtitles, and I did Italian subtitles for a lot of films, and yeah, it was it was such a fun. So I got to learn editing from even the low budget films to like high ranking. I mean, and and that's what I I said. Wow, the editing is what tells the story. It doesn't matter how. It doesn't really matter with the camera. It's just the way the editing. Of course, look at. I'm not saying. I'm not saying every. It's just editing is very important. Yeah. So you know, I feel like. That's 100% correct. And I believe that, you know, I have two versions of Ritonato. I have a 48, 45, and I have a 22. The girl, what happened was when I did the, uh, when I got the, uh, when I was writing the movie and I got the grant, I was already, uh, we were all slated to go in September. And they said to me, no, your movie has to be done in September. Like, what? For me, (laughs) so I had to rush to move everything up a few weeks. So I did. Anyway, we had to put together a really, you know, a nice cut and hand it over so that we wouldn't lose the, uh, the grant. So, um, then I went back and I said, you know, this is, let's do a 20 minute version or a 22 minute version. And the girl who did honey boy, Monica Salazar cut my 22 minute version. She's tremendously talented, tremendously talented. And she gave me a different vision that I didn't even like, I, she actually hit the vision that I actually wanted. Yeah. In, the, in my first cut, but I just couldn't attain it because I didn't have the time. There were certain things that she did that I will use now when I do the longer version in the next two hour version, right. I will use the beginning of that. So it's really wonderful because some people come aboard and I said this to Monica, just do it. Nice, nice. Go for it. And I let her experience it and I said, wow, what a different, she, she got it. And, and sometimes you get caught in this little wheel that you keep doing the same stuff and you need a, a, a fresh eyes to come in. Oh, and, you're so right about that. Collaboration, because other people may see it differently that you you can't because, you know, we're so involved into it. It's ours that we lose the concept of what we're trying. And then when you bring in someone with a fresh mind, man, and you're like, step like, 
Oh man. And you know, that's, and it's not an ego thing either. Cause people get so like, you know, I've, I mean, especially with bands, no. like, yeah, no, man, we're collaboration, bro. Even though I'm the lead singer, we're all together without you. I'm not you. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. I, I was, uh, you know what I did? I just said, you know what? I like, I like the longer version only because for me, it hits, like I said, it has the, it doesn't cut away some of the things that I thought were important for the town and right. for me culturally. Um, her version is a, is a quicker version, but it misses some moments that I think they're important for what I want the film to be. Right. But with her idea, when I lengthen the film or add the second thing and do the third thing, I will add her beginning to that piece that I kept and moving right. forward that way. So it gave me some really wonderful insight. And, uh, you know, you learn a lot. You know, it's, a, it's, a, it's, you know, I was talking to a gentleman yesterday and he was, you know, he's a, you know, he's writing something. And I said, well, you don't really have to write all that. You could just, he can look, he could see it without having to write everything down. And, you know, as a look in film, you can look and see something that tells us, tells a story. So, you know, you learn as you go and, and uh, listen to write, act, direct all at one time, you know, and to be in a town, in a, in a, in a, in a country where you don't speak the language fluently and to deal with people that don't speak English and to get it done. It's pretty, pretty incredible experience. It's an and experience. Like, yeah, man. That's I like awesome. that. The one thing I like about your, your movie of what you said is like, because one thing that I, I really like love about the movie Nacho Libre, when it comes to the, the actual film itself is they used the real people of the area of the location. So when you're watching that film, it's like, yeah, you got Jack Black, but then you got, you're not looking at just fake people, actors that they- No, it's authentic. It's yeah, authentic, it's you see authentic. it there. And that's what yeah. you said you did with your film. So when you're watching it, yeah. it's like, you have that authenticity of like, these are real people. This isn't like someone we just flew in to pretend that they exactly. live here. And I, I love that. I love that about your film. Yeah, that was what I wanted to do. I used my cousin who who never acted before in his life. I used people and well, in, cool. in, in, in Italy in Italian filmmaking, it was called neorealistic filmmaking back in, you know, after, in you know, early 30s and stuff. And, and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to use real people. And that's what I'm going to continue to do on my next film. Um, but they they were just they were just incredible. I mean, yeah, we, we need more realness, realness. Now. Wow. I can't even say they, the word, they're but... better than actors. They're better yeah. Than actors. <laughs> Because we've been so stuck in the fake world. <laughs> we need some real people. Yeah, they were so wonderful. And they wanted to do it. They didn't care about this. And they just wanted to be part of it. And to me, that's such a beautiful thing that we were doing something as a family. And they loved it so much. Yeah. And I watched them have a great time. We had a great time. So, again, this is not like for box office. This isn't anything like that. This is about the love of the game and the passion. And that's all that matters to me. Right. And that's it. The bottom line is it's something that we accomplished that we never even thought that we could get to the second phase at, and we got there. And to win an award, and then to win film festivals, and to, uh -huh. and to be written up, it's like, wow. It's an I accomplishment, feel yeah. Yeah, I, I'm honored to represent, you know, in some way, the Sicilian culture. I really am, and, and, yeah. and uh, you know, I'm just... And I like how you, you know, you've brought it up before, and then, you know, the, the stuff that I was reading that you sent us is like, that you love that what you're what you were trying to do is to show the culture because it's like you know you mentioned that where you didn't want to give this stereotypical look because when when you think of italians yeah you think of just you know mob and you didn't want to present that and it's kind of like when it comes to us and what we see in film when you want to have a film that's focused around you know latinos chicanos 
they're gangbangers. They're drug dealers. Like you don't get that authenticness of like the real side of the family. What I see when I go see my family, Freddie sees his friends, his family, like we're, you know, like, like that. I like that, that you said like, no, I'm going to give you a film and I'm going to give you the real side of the time. Like not what Hollywood shows you. I'm going to show you what we see every day. And, and I, I, that's, that's, that's amazing. See, it sees a film like that also inspires you to travel. Like I would love to go and visit, your country like i've always i mean i've traveled as a musician and yeah. i love to go to italy and and and, and experience yeah. that the countryside and you know like oh, it's stunning and, know, the it's yeah, and the people and and experience the food the organic i mean that to me after you know being locked up here with covid and i mean the, see watching something like that would say wow man, i can't wait to things get all cleared up to go and that's the first thing i'm gonna do yeah. i'm just gonna go out there and just because yeah. we have to live life. I think we all have learned about COVID. You have to live not for tomorrow, not for the next day, today. You wake up in the morning, sure. you give thanks, and you're like, I'm going to be creative and finish my film and get That's it out it. there. And I even you think know, about the critics, not even think about the haters. No, no. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't even care. I, I tell my yeah. less. You know, I get about up, them. I was up this morning, ready. I was writing, you know, two or three hours doing my thing. You know, my mindset is going creative. But getting back to something that Santos said, I thought was really fascinating. He said, Santos, um, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, and yes, I, I, I really have a hard time with the stereotype. And it really bothers me because, you know, that's all they think. You know, that you're a mafia, that you're, you're a goomba, you're from Brooklyn. Hey, oh, I, don't, I don't appreciate that. There's more to yeah. us than that. And, and for me, it was, a very, it was a struggle for me for, for many years because if I didn't take a job I didn't eat and I, you know, and most of the jobs were stereotypical. So I decided I'm not, I don't want to do it. Yeah. Didn't want to do it. Went off and did a lot. And I did a lot of really wonderful films that, you know, were festival films like the stone cutter, my brother, Jack, some really, really wonderful films that were about family. Okay. Even though it was Italian family, could have been a Mexican family, could have been an Irish family, but the characters were about family. It wasn't a stereotypical mafia guy. It was just a family fighting to stay. And for me, that's, that's why I love doing, films that I writing the films that I do or trying to write the films that I do is because I really want to focus on the positive portrayal. Yes. There's always going to be something underneath that. And yes, there's always going to be a bad guy. And yes, there's always going to be some, but there is, there's a different perspective when you look at the culture inside the culture, you see how the people really are. And, and, you know, for Sicily, it's really funny because they, they were really cut off from a lot of the rest of Italy and they really struggled. And it's a really, really, it's not a wealthy land. I mean, the land is wealthy, but the people struggle. There's a lot of poverty there. So um, that to me, you know, the, to help them in that way, to, to see how respectful they are and how they received the film and, and how honored they were that a guy from America would go back to them. Yeah. To oh, man, there. yeah. I mean, that's, that to me that's huge. Great, yeah. to, be, to be accepted by them was like wow yeah they opened their arms and they hugged me and we love you what you're doing for us but that's that's my job as an artist that's what i love you know maybe somebody else doesn't want that but that for me that's what it is you know yeah and we need more people like you i mean we need to share and tell their stories too because of that culture and and just the love of just everybody right now we just need to kind of just spread the love and say hey man this is what we're all about Let's let's unite with these stories that you are producing. Yeah, yeah. We've seen the violence. We've seen all this other hate. And now it's time to 
you know, get down and sit down with a nice family, your girlfriend or whatever, and watch these films and support them. I mean, I'm down for that. Absolutely. You know, and it's a good time. You know, if the pandemic's on, you have some wonderful films to look at. My wife and I have been looking at old films, like two, two every weekend. Like we've seen about 60 films in the last few months, old, old (laughs) films. And I've really, my palette for films change and it's really beautiful to see how great films were in the 30s and 40s when they didn't have all the you know the big action and the, 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 all the blow-ups mm-hmm. and so it's been a really good time and i've written two scripts and i've written a, you know another short script and and um you know we got the karate kid we got people call me you're gonna be on the show you're gonna not be on the show yeah let me ask you about that have you been getting calls for that i mean are you be doing something involved you have to be involved with well even like even if i i, I could probably answer I this because if he were to he can't tell us because they're going to want to keep it a surprise, you know? Totally. So it's but like, see, we already so talked to him. So, uh, <laughs> no, I'm pretty no, sure. I can yeah. tell you now, Santos, I, I, you know, I wouldn't tell you, but what I can tell you is that there's been a lot of, you know, theories that have been talked about. A lot of fans been saying, are you coming back? Are you doing this? Are you doing that? And, and let me make it clear. If they do ask me, it would be an honor for me and I would love to do it. That being said, if they didn't ask, I wish them all the best. It's a wonderful, wonderful show. The kids are doing great. Um, they going forward. There's they've talked about the canon of the films, which is like all the uh, the four Karate Kid films with Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, those are the ones by essence that they want to wrap around the Cobra Kai. So we are one of those films. Yeah, um, great. That's it would great. probably be based on uh, a few things. If Hillary wanted to come back to do a uh, do a few episodes that would probably open the door for me and somebody else to come back. Um, and I think there's a lot, I think there's a lot of, uh, it could bring back or bring in a lot of really cool things. And I think, yeah, I mean, the, the cool thing about that, and I love it because like I said, I grew up with it and all that. I mean, I used to go to golf and stuff. I, I went there. It's, it's my movie. So it's a take to see, to see this new generation and see you guys back on the screen and be involved with all the original actors of all those films. I mean, that cool? that's exciting. That'll be cool to right. see all of you, you know, and, and then and, you can, Santos, you can see that really intensity come back out again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you imagine? It's like, if yeah. you part, if you like partnered up with Crease. Like, dude, like you have that, like, cause you're, you're, you're scary, dude. Like, I'm not going to lie. You're, yeah, like, you're your a tough role, dude, bro. Your role is scary in that film because it's like, like, I don't, I don't want this to come off wrong, but you, I mean, you make advances on her, like right away from the get go, you grab her and you're like, basically I'm going to beat the crap out. Like, you don't care guy, girl, you're, you're, you're like, you, your law is in your mind because this guy is brainwashing you. He, he right. has you brainwashed, so your role is just to to just push the law in this school, and it goes overboard, and you know, so, and that's why it didn't matter, and then what do you do? Pull out some cigarettes, and you're like, oh yeah, she was smoking, you know, it's like, all right away, slick. boom, you get her in trouble, and then that, that's the thing, like, you know, it's it, it's like, to have well, that in the show. Let me ask you a question, Santos, don't yeah. you think when Crease and the other guy, uh, uh, Terry Silver and the and and the other character in three were like beating up Ralph. Three guys were beating up. Yeah, Ralph. dude, I was like, hey man, that's not fair. You know, what I mean? <laughs> don't you think that was a little bit much? Yeah, that I mean, was. It was, but their role. Here's the thing. Their, I mean, their role. Their goal was just to get them 
to to push their studio to make it like a franchise so that all they wanted was daniel to beat him at the tournament that was their role to put him in the tournament where you guys in this film was just to be a-holes like and destroy like that's what it was let's all it was like i'm gonna beat your ass it wasn't like oh uh you know what i'm gonna push him because we want to be in a tournament and we want to show we could beat him and we're the best no you were just gonna be like santos santos that's all it was let me ask you a question yeah (laughs) you said earlier in the interview when i was interviewing you actually uh (laughs) that i was pushed yeah but down i was that the hawk was wrong that he 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 started the fight with me yeah okay he almost threw me off off the building right what would you do if somebody almost threw you off a building i I would fight back dude like he he almost killed you that's the thing like so my point yeah that's my that's all i'm saying so if somebody so I, i actually i'm innocent because he pushed me he almost threw me off a building and I have every right. I'm gonna I'm gonna beat the crap out of him, right? Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things where like now you it's like you felt threatened. Like like maybe after you got you walked off the roof, like you you kind of, you know you calmed down a bit, and then you realize like maybe you looked back and you're like, damn, like I could have died right now. Like what Absolutely. was he thinking? And I'm like, and that probably angered you and caused you to you know I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna provoke this guy because I want to beat him up. I'm going to be somewhere on the docks, you know, where if most I'll fall in water, but I'm not going to die. I'm not, we're not on a roof. So it's like, yeah, you, out of anger, like that moment, you weren't right. in the wrong, you know, and to the, you know, based on the Hawk, that's probably like, here's, I don't know if, you know, you, if people have given you theories and stuff, like here's my, how they can bring in the next karate kid into Cobra Kai. So within the actual show of Cobra Kai, you have, you know, the kid who's, he has the nickname Hawk, you know? So he, the way they ended season three, spoilers for everybody. uh, The way they ended season three was that now he's basically one of the, the good guy. He leads uh, uh, Cobra Kai. Now it looks like he's going to be a part of Miyagi-Do. So season four, he's probably going to be training with Daniel and Daniel could easily be like, you know, because they mentioned Daniel in the next Karate Kid. He'll be like, he's like, so, you know, you, you call yourself Hawk. You love Hawks, right? Well, Miyagi went on this trip in Boston and he trained a student, Julie, who actually had a pet Hawk. And then, right. boom, there you go. That's how you introduce the next Karate Kid into Cobra Kai. Look at that. What a good I, ride. That was a good episode. Please direct that episode. I want- <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Here's what I feel. The wonderful thing about, uh, and a lot of people have written this to me, is that Michael, you know, as you know, you you play the great villain, da da da. He goes, but really, the cool part was at the end, when Dugan told you more, more, do more, and I looked at him and said, no, I said, no, I'm not doing it, and, and I go, I, and I say to him, I, I think it's, uh, I thought you had all the answers, and he walks away from Dugan, and he, and and, and a lot of, uh, and with tears in his eyes, and. You know, as the character, you know, he's leaving Dugan. He's going to follow Miyagi or he's going to follow that, you know, that mentorship of Miyagi. And a lot of people have noticed that moment in the film at the end and say, well, maybe maybe he comes back helping Julie or Daniel or with them. So we don't know yet, but there's an option, like you're saying, everywhere or anywhere. If they want to write it, they will. 
um, and I'll be ready to play it. Um, oh. be great. Um, I would love to. I would love to get a shot at any of those guys. Um, and, and, you know, they're all they're all tough guys. So I, I like to get my shot. Oh man, I'm down for that. That is just like, be amazing to watch yeah, if you have you come back. If, if, if you happen, we're to writing. Know. We're writing it right now for them. All three. <laughs> Hurry up, sell me. <laughs> if you if you had the option, if they said, you, you know, you're gonna come back, do you want to be good or bad? What would you choose for your character? Oh man, yeah. Would Ned be like, no, I'm gonna come back, but I'm still gonna be like that, even though I, you know, because I mean, it'll be hard because yeah, you did change at that last in the moment, and but like but life, would, but life happens. I mean, the world. Yeah, changed. life happens. Enough time has passed. Would Ned? Would you choose to be a villain or would you be a good guy if you had the option? I'll give you I'll give you a good answer. Okay. A villain is absolutely the most interesting fun part. No question. <laughs> yeah. Here's the other side of the coin. The flip side of that coin when I say in heat, you know, the flip side of that coin. Yeah. 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 I got to put you down. I love I, it. Hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, what I think would be really cool is because Ned is so identified as such a bad guy, it would yeah. be really cool to see him help the other side and maybe be on the side with Julie. I like that. I, I, I like that. Yeah. yeah. It, it would be interesting. To see that side of him. Yeah. Like maybe because I think that maybe even they were friends after, like, after from the time that that happened, that movie happened, maybe in life they were either friends or whatever. And they, what, you know, they, you know, we're young kids and maybe you, you come around, you made friends and you moved on. Maybe I did some work with underprivileged kids because Dugan was such a crazy person. I wanted to do it the right way. Right. Maybe I went to work with kids and Julie and I were friends. And then she asked me, will you come and help train? Da, 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 and I show up and train. So that's yeah. another option. So listen, if they, listen, at the end of the day, Freddie Santos, they want me to be a bad guy. Yeah. I'm coming at you. You want me to be a good guy. I'm coming at you either way. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm like, just, I'm hoping for that to happen. It'll be great. And, It'll be and, great. It'll be fine. And, if it doesn't and, happen, I'm happy too. Yeah, but you know what? You're doing great things. And for me, it's been an honor and a pleasure to, to like, have you and talk to chat you with you. And, I mean, Santos and I, we do this show and because we, we love films. And to have you on board on this, I mean, it just it keeps us also inspired to keep going and reviewing movies like movies you've been in and also the future movies of today where we get to share also your new projects with the whole world and that's what we need man that's what we yeah. do look we just we're just two dudes talking and look we're talking to you sharing the magic of creativeness in today yeah and, and like be, like before you know we, we we finish off like there are certain questions because you know you might know because like there could have been stuff filmed and mm and left out, you know, on the cutting room floor. Uh, and so you could help me better understand because there are certain things about this film. Like one of the main things that I clearly don't understand as to why it was done in the next Karate Kid was the bungee jump scene. What was the point of that? Like, was there a scene before that where like Dugan told you guys you need to do this as an initiation? Because you guys literally just bungee jump, guy hurts his <laughs> arm, and then that's it. Like, but there's no answer behind that like why you guys did it yeah well, it's probably because they just wanted to cause a ruckus and, and cause problems and in in, you know it's like in every film you see like they do like <laughs> a ruckus, the one scene where they cause havoc and then they yeah. get into the so that's you know to chase them out of the 
to get them out of the gym, to get this guy in the car, to get him, motivate him to go down to the docks. That's kind of what it is. There's no like, if you're asking me if it makes sense, it probably doesn't. So <laughs> no, but it's funny. Only- Imagine you're there with your date getting down, and all of a sudden these guys are down. Oh, you yeah. ruined my night, man. <laughs> I can tell, tell you a quick story about That's that. That's funny. That's so funny. I'm, a, I'm afraid of heights. So oh. when they asked me to go up the bungee, oh, wow, dude. I, I got panicked. I was holding on to the top of the ceiling really? like they had to get down. So I'm not good, good heights. I'm not good with heights. <laughs> it was funny. But yeah, I mean, you know, that's probably hey, what but it was. you did it. You did it, man. Yeah. It caused a ruckus, get people out of the gym and then uh, get to the fight. What's the second question? Um, what were you guys exactly? Because were you guys kind of like an ROTC like program? What were you guys? Yes. Okay. I think that's what I would categorize it as, yes, an ROTC program that was pushed a little too hard. Okay. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know, maybe like that. Remember the uh, the show, the movie Taps? Like, they're a little crazy. Like, they, they really oh, drive. Oh, totally, yeah. Yeah, they drive you to a place that's really a little bit over the top. So I think that's what it yeah, was, ROTC, but a little bit further than it needed to be. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because, I, I mean, I had ROTC in my school, too, and they were tough, but not like, you guys, you guys are jumping off bungee like ruining parties. So, so and then you, you <laughs> movie. And it's you just a movie, of course, exactly. You guys basically became like the hall monitors, then, right? Like enforcing yeah. the law. Pretty, yes, pretty much. That's what That's we're doing. Tough law monitoring. Okay, yeah, it's a little bit over the top law monitoring, but you know, it's a concept. It's a concept. And it worked. Yeah, it and then. Like the the doc scene where Miyagi is fine, he actually finally steps in after you guys are done fighting. Um, how much? Because like based on I'm I'm watching that scene and I'm like, it looks like Miyagi. Like they had Pat Morita do everything. Was there anybody who who did a stand in for him, or he did he do all his stuff for that scene? Ooh. Um. No, I don't think he did all his stuff. He did a lot of his stuff. Um, okay. But he- Look in the history, he has a really beautiful uh, man. Fumio Demora was his stunt double, so Fumio did a lot of the, uh, you know, other stuff, hit the floor and stuff. But Pat did a lot of the stuff. Okay, I did. All, I did everything. That's I did cool. Everything. Kicked in the face, got punched, got thrown, got thin. Me and uh, me and did you I, get did you get every, hurt like several you know, times? No? I hurt my shoulder a few times on on yeah. actually apartment building when I flipped over on my shoulder, hurt my shoulder right. pretty. Um, but the. Uh, the character, uh, Chris, who played Eric, he, you know, is a little bit testy sometimes because you're getting smacked around and beat up and thrown around by everybody. So I felt for him a little bit. It was a little tense sometimes. But uh, mm-hmm. we met many funny. I ran into him in Florida. Ten years later, we gave each other a hug. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> One thing I'd like to say, though, is about, and I say this, I think, in most of the interviews, that Pat, Mr. Miyagi, was at the end scene there, we had to reshoot that last scene. Uh, the ending because they wanted something more. So I remember doing that first take and, and uh, you know, I had some tears in my eyes and, and Pat came over to me, you know, there was cut. He walked over to me and he, and he, uh, he says, whatever you're doing, kid, keep doing it. It's great. And I was like, wow. Yeah. So, you know, he was there to support you, gave you confidence. And uh, he knew it was a tough thing for me and, and, and to change a little bit, a really good thing for the character. So, uh, being on that dock at that time when we were shooting in Boston was really, really like, I was sat there. I was there early, I believe, in the night by myself. And I was sitting in the Jeep, and then I was like looking at the fires like, wow. 
here I am, a, a guy at the time, a kid at the time, who just lost his mom, and I'm sitting here on top of the world in some sense in one of the biggest franchises in the world. And I'm like, how lucky am I? How oh, grateful yeah. am I at this moment? And then all hell broke loose. But at that moment, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's party time. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean that, that that's a beautiful thing. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I mean, you, you just telling that story, I can just picture you sitting there seeing the fire, the studio, everybody getting ready, Mr. Miyagi there. I mean, come on, right? Yeah. And, and to be in something like that, and you know, as a young man, and knowing that this is such a big franchise, it's like, wow. So in closing, what I would like to say to you guys is I couldn't do this and, and be able to be nostalgic about anything that I'm doing if it wasn't for you, Freddie and Santos. So I really, really am grateful that you took the time out of your day to spend with me. It's been an amazing hour. Um, to all the fans out there, uh, thank you so much for your support. Thank you for liking me or not liking me. It doesn't matter. Um, but I'm a good person, so that's the most important thing. Uh, uh, hopefully you follow the next Karate Kid. You follow Ritonato underscore the underscore movie. And we're going to do a virtual screening for everybody, so that would be wonderful. And uh, just, just I feel very, very, very blessed to be around you know, you guys and people interviewing and stuff, getting a chance to tell my story. And, and um, I hope we do this again together. And I'm going to host one with you, right? With my favorite movie, I hope. Yes, yeah. that's definitely, we're going to be talking about that like ASAP, but what a pleasure. Seriously, thank you so yeah, much for you. listening to just two dudes. And here, it's been a pleasure. Not, <laughs> been a, <laughs> not, not just two dudes. You are guys, are, you know what? If it wasn't for you guys, where would actors like me get a chance to talk about something they've done? Yeah. If you spend the time you're doing, where are we going to get a chance? To, look, I got a chance to talk about my past, my family, my film. I could be nostalgic with you guys. It's like, it's, it's an amazing experience. So without you, this is not possible. So don't say that. You're not just no, two guys. Thank you, man. Important. Thank you. Appreciate so it, So thank man. you very much. Yeah. Yeah. No, seriously, once again, thank you for coming on. It's it's been it's been fun. It's been uh, an amazing experience. Uh, like seriously, like like I said, it was cool to get that insight. Like I honestly thought we were gonna like you know first like you know get to know you, but right away we went right into the Karate Kid, so that was awesome. And then you know we got to learn so much about you about you with your your filmmaking, a lot of insights. You know something that you know like me, like uh, if I may ask, uh, how old are you? Oh, I'd kill you to have to tell you. <laughs> well, how old were you when you made the movie? 18. 18? Okay, because see, that was one of another question I was going to ask because... A lot of fans, but I look the same, don't I? Hans Scholl? Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, it's... <laughs> Dude, my, you don't even... He looks young, man. Come on, we haven't aged. Well, no, it's not. I'm not saying because you look old. Oh, Santos, you say what you're going to say. I'll tell you something. Well, Go ahead. It's not because I'm saying like, oh, you look old. No, no, no. My thing is, is because like... I always, there's moments in me where like, cause like I said, you know, I want to be a director and you know, I've made, I like, I had these two short films I did back in 03, uh, you know, and I've, I've done certain things now. And it, before it was always a struggle because it was in a time frame where like you had to actually buy film or do it on a VHS, whatever. Like now it's easy to do it on your phone, but it, it, it's, it's one of those things where like, I see you who, you know, it's like, I, you know, you are older than me, but not, not, you know, you're not, I'm not saying you're an old man, but you made a movie. Oh, there, man. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that you made a movie and it's one of those where like, I see like, for instance, how like, you know, there's certain stand-up comedians like Rodney Dangerfield, he was a stand-up comic, but he didn't blow up 
until he was, you know, or much older. Like where people have this assumption where like you got to be right out of high school. And if you don't do it in your early 20s, it's too late, you know, and seeing you never, where you made this movie. Never, never huh? too late. Never too late. And that's that's what I'm trying to say. That's why I'm not I like I know my question probably came out all, all weird. And I'm like, I'm not trying to say you're old. What I'm just trying to say is that it's never too late. And you you're inspiring me to be like, no, you know what? I need to put pen to paper. I need yeah. to go. I got to shoot more. I got to film more. I got to right. do more. You know, and you know I remember uh, Santos success is not about making movies or, or success doesn't mean you know, I got a box office movie or I'm the greatest movie in the world. Success is doing what you love to do. Yeah. That's you have to really, really think about. And for me, you know, young, old, doesn't matter. If you're doing what you love to do, you're successful. That's it. Yeah, who, gets, that's it man. who gets to do that, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like I have this little short I did with my, my sons and I'm always going to have that. My wife loves it. She, we watch it every now and again. That's great. And, and it's something that we're going to have forever. And, and I, I enjoy it because I got to do something and I put my kids in it and sure. I, I, you know, and, and that's something like, it's like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't do any of this to be like, Oh, like, you know, it would be, it'd be nice if we, you know, blew up and got up. No, but I do it because I love talking about movies. Sure. And, and you do. Yes. And, and same with filmmaking. It's like, yeah. and that's what they say. Don't do it to be famous because well, that's right. That's what I was saying before, you know, is that I didn't do Ritornato to do to like, I had a people ask me that, you know, we should do this for Netflix. Let's make it a series. I didn't do it for that. I did it because I, it, it was important to me to do. And, yeah. and, and not about being famous. That's those days are long gone. I was famous. I'll always be famous because I was in this movie. So it doesn't matter to me. There's the famous, not that's, that's a fleeting thing in life. Yeah. You need to, need to know who you are and you need to know what's important to you and and doing something that means something to you like you said with your sons and, and me with Rito Nato and Freddie with his music or whatever it's it's it is what it is and and to me that's success I go to yeah. bed every night wow I'm so grateful that I could do the things that I love and I'm passionate about it I don't feel any kind of you know negativity I don't feel any kind of like I have to do it because of this or I have to worry about what this guy says you do something because you're an artist and whatever happens from that place, whatever happens from that place and somebody says, Hey, Mike, we'd like to use you here. Wow. That's great. But I'm not doing it for that. I'm not done for that. I did it because that's what I wanted to do. And I love to do it. Yeah. That's it. Bottom line. And whatever happens out of that place will happen. You move the ball forward. And if it, nothing happens, that's great. Whatever. Yeah. You don't stop. You don't stop because you know, uh, the, you didn't get the role on this show or, you know, they didn't call me for Cobra Kai. You think I'm going to stop? No matter what happens, Santos, yeah. no matter what, history is done because I'm in the books with the show, with the movie. It doesn't matter. You can, whatever, you can never take that away. You've done your, done what you've done and it's wonderful and you move on. What you, what you keep is the great experience and the, and the memories and then yeah. the stop. And that's what you guys give me a chance to do. And that's really what I treasure is to revisit after all these years, these these memories, and, and, and that's all I care about, really. So there you have it, ladies thank and gentlemen. You guys. Wow, well, thank, thank you, you so much. Well, wow, I feel so like so like amped up. Thank you for that, you man. Drink, thank Freddie. You, you need a drink. You need a beer or something. Or a glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, 
I'm gonna blow up the car. Wait a minute. Oh Wait yeah. <laughs> yeah, watch out, man. That, that's the thing. First shot I give. Boom. At the <laughs> at the end of the movie, you guys should honestly gone to jail. <laughs> right. Dugan. Dugan. Yeah, you know, you're but before we go, uh let people know where they can yes. find you. Um and channel, everything. Exactly. Get plug it, plug yourself out. What you're doing okay. now, do you find me on Instagram at retornato underscore the underscore movie. And if you want to write me, fans, you can write me. I always write back. You know, follow me there. I'm also on Facebook. You can see me in a plank in front of Mount Etna on Facebook. Um, and that's it. And you'll find me. And I'll and I always write back to my fans. I spend a lot of time talking to everybody. So love to hear from you. And we will be doing a uh, a virtual screening of Ritonato. So I'll let you guys know so that you can kind yeah, of get of course. everybody totally. there. We'll yes. put it out there for you. So that, that'd be great. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I know the show was, probably went a little long, but we still want to give you the song of the week. And I'll do this quick. Song of the week comes to comes from one of my favorite bands and one of my favorite albums from 1994. And that was that was hard to pick because so many great albums freddie knows 94 was huge oh, especially for alternative best, dude. alternative music year. like i mean come on like well, um, uh, like it was hard for me to pick like i i was thinking of something stone temple pilots you know you also had the cranberries i yeah, mean you, hey you got notorious big released his album but i <laughs> <laughs> but i'm gonna give you um Nine Inch Nails, The Downward Spiral. The Damn. Downward Damn. Spiral. There you go. But it's right. going to be hard to pick just one song. So I'm going to tease just, it's come, it's from this album. So when you hear the end, you'll know what song. Because I don't know. I love this album so much. So it's either like I'm thinking Reptile or I Do Not Want This, Big Man With The Gun. I don't know. But I'm giving you one of the songs. So that song of the week this week is a is a song from the album The Downworld Spiral from I keep saying that weird from Nine Inch Nails. Nope, I actually have the song of the week for you. So this week's song of the week is gonna be Mr. Self Destruct from the album. It's the first song, and it honestly it's a great way to start the album. That's the song I'm gonna give you. Cause trust me, I'm like I was almost gonna give you Reptile because I love that song. But you know what? Maybe I should save that for for one of those times when we do like the Valentine's or something because it's it's such like a heartbreak song. But anyway, so that's my song for this week. It's like all right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, it's been fun having our guest Michael Cavalieri on the show with us reminiscing about the next karate kid talking about his film Ritonato that he wrote and directed himself and i think it's time that now we all hop into our delorean and travel back to the future
This has been a Brothers Bear Network production.